You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the geek's watch for the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. I'm back. You're Me back. too. <laughs> John's back. <laughs> we have almost the whole crew here. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> People are just, you know, dropping out left and oh, and Tesla's here. <laughs> uh, that's right. Two weeks away. How did you guys find the two episodes of The Outsider? Yeah, anybody? <laughs> I liked them. I, I, I we learned a lot. Um, we do, we talked about how the fact that the last episode was a bit of a filler episode. Yeah, uh, just kind of gearing up for well today's episode. Really, definitely kind of all culminated. Yeah, but overall, I think they were both very good episodes, and I think we generally liked them. I thought it was interesting that we finally get the supernatural theory, I guess, presented to the majority of the other characters. And they all reacted like within norms of expectation. But then they all kind of just were like, but maybe. (laughs) It was like they definitely had a strong adverse reaction at first. But then they're like, okay, well, let's see where this keeps going. And I thought that was kind of like, really? But. I don't know. I guess it's setting up for something bigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the the helper for Dracula all the time? Like, oh yeah, that that um, that. It's not. He's not a vampire, but he's like he's a familiar. He's a familiar. He's going to be a vampire. Like the promises that I will make you a vampire eventually. Is it like a fledging or? Well, he has. I'm trying to think of in, it. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, he has a name, mm-hmm. like his actual mm-hmm. proper name, and people refer to those. Those ones like it's uh, Renfield. Renfield. Yeah, so you, you're Renfields. So we kind of get an idea of the what Jake is is kind of like yeah. a Renfield. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we get into that, let's get into the week's watch. So John, what did you watch this past week? Well, I had a lot of time off work, so I actually watched a lot of different things. No. Oh. Um, but there was one in particular because I saw some classic stuff that I haven't seen in a while, like The Naked Gun. Which is on Netflix again? Wow! Yeah, and uh, how does that hold up from the nineties? <laughs> I think that was like late eighties. Actually, it was like eighty seven. First naked gun was the wow. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Police Files is from the seventies, right? It was very or Police Squad. Very early eighties, I want to say. Oh, okay. The Police Squad, yeah. And uh, it was basically. Um, 
kind of a real blast from the past. Like some of the stuff still works. Some of it definitely feels dated because I feel like a lot of the, uh, you know, not another type of movie, you know, right. has really just run it into oh, the, the ground. Scary movies and the, yeah, another movies, the, and the date movie, epic movie epic and movie. Spartan movie. Like those are just so awful. I was laughing a second ago because, you know, OJ Simpson. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting seeing him in that comedic light, knowing what's going to happen just a few short years after that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that one was just kind of a side note. There was another movie, um, where uh, on Netflix that I ended up stumbling across called The Endless. It was, uh, I think, it was definitely a made-for Netflix, like a Netflix original or something like that. About two brothers who one rescued the other from what appeared to be some kind of cult in the Hollywood Hills or something. And um, it was intriguing because it kind of had like this slight tinge of like Lovecraft in it um, until the point where they literally say that uh, within the story, Lovecraft is hard to do because of the whole like imagination aspect of it. And I was like, oh, it's self-referential. Um that being said, though, it wasn't that bad, but I felt a re- instant connection to it because early on in the, in the movie, I want to say maybe close to around the same time as you would have seen it in The, the Naked Gun, you see those two cooling towers that are like oh, near yeah, San yeah. Diego. You're right. And uh, the two brothers even point to them and say, look, it's the boobs. <laughs> and I was like, ah, a writer after my own heart. The boobs. And I was like, oh, that's just a interesting little bit of serendipity that two movies I watched on the same day because I was really sick <laughs> happened to both feature the same landmark, just out of nowhere. And refer to them as the same way. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that being said, the movie itself, uh, it's got an interesting premise, but when they spell out for you at the end, like what's going on, I was like, yeah, no, this would have been better if it was more mysterious rather than they just say, this is what's happening and kind of kills it. Okay. All right. So where can you find that? That is on Netflix. I believe it's a Netflix original. Netflix original. Okay. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So this week, um, I pulled a Prodigal Son. I've been watching it now for a while as it comes out. It's on Fox. Um, It's in its first season, and it's fantastic. It's Mm. uh, a crime drama but with a very unique twist. So Tom Payne plays uh, the protagonist who is the son of a well-known serial killer who becomes a... uh, Profiler. Profiler. Initially for the FBI, but the very start of the season, he loses his job at the FBI because they're concerned about his connections to his father. So it's very much the son repenting for the father's sins while also getting blamed for the father's sins. Um, And he does have some contact with his serial killer father who's in an insane asylum who's played by Michael Sheen. And uh, it just overall, the the family dynamics and kind of seeing the aftermath of what happens when somebody who's a notorious serial killer gets caught, like what impact that has on the family left behind while at the same time a procedural crime drama. So it's a very interesting, I like it a lot. I think it's very well done. It's very, it's a, it's more of a dark look at the 
crime procedural. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I enjoy it. So I'm glad that's it's what you picked. What, what Now, did you know that the original actor for the show was not the one that plays... Uh, what's his name right now? What's the Tom Payne is the actor. Who oh, put, uh, Ma- Malcolm. Malcolm, right. yeah. So the original actor that was supposed to play it was Finn Jones, who played Iron Fist on the Netflix show. He also was in Game of Thrones as which Baratheon? Oh, he was in uh, Baratheon. He was uh, from Highgarden. Ren- not Renly. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. The- he was no. was he Renly? No, he was Renly's lover. I thought. Oh yeah, Renly's yeah, brother. Oh, he's Renly's um, lover. Okay. The yeah, what's your yeah. face's brother? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Marjorie uh, Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell. So he was a Tyrell. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, he was supposed to play the role, <laughs> and Finn Jones was supposed to play the role because Iron Fist had gotten canceled, and uh, I guess like a month or so before the sh- they started shooting, or a week or so, like mm-hmm. somewhere within there. They they he dropped out and they got went and got um, Tom Payne who just left Walking Dead. Yeah, I I guess I've never seen because I never watched Walking Dead, so I don't. You don't know. have that image. I don't have him. that image or that reference, but I did watch Iron Fist and I obviously did watch Game of Thrones, so I think I prefer the switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I because I don't think he would have done. Finn Jones would have done well. Uh, yeah, I oh. don't think I could see him playing this dark role and what do you think of the other actors because you have uh not lewis gossett jr uh lou diamond phillips as his kind of mentor mentor father figure i adore all the characters and i think the acting is phenomenal in this i think the the ones that are over the top in their acting the characters themselves are over the top so it fits um whereas the the rest of the characters and actors are much more moderate and very well played. The one thing that really gets me is that Martin Sheen's in it. Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen, uh, you know, more known for being a movie actor. The fact yeah. that he's, he's in there as a TV actor and kind of a back. Didn't Michael Sheen do another show, though? Yeah, he was on Masters of Sex on Showtime, but that was yeah. kind of like a it's a Showtime show. It's like HBO shows. Like oh, they see. put a little bit more money into those, kind of like a TV or a movie budget. But this is a Kate or network television show, so it's just interesting to see him there oh. and playing a uh, secondary character, so to speak. Mm. So that's on Fox. Yes, every Monday, I believe. Jessica, what did you watch this week? Well, I didn't have a lot of time to watch something new, but I have been watching a show since the beginning of January, and I finally hit the fifth season of it, and that's The Clone Wars on Disney+, Plus, the animated series that takes place between episodes two and three of Star Wars. And it's really good. I really kind of sort of am mad, mad at myself for not watching it before. <laughs> um Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, and she's really well-written. I really like her. She's kind of sort of a good combo of Anakin and Obi-Wan, if that makes any sense. Like, she's just as gung-ho as Anakin is, but she you can see as she grows that she's kind of pulling away from that and going more Jedi, which I already have had pretty much everything spoiled for me for what happens in the show, so I can't wait to get to the end of the fifth season. 
But um, what's really cool is seeing the clones. At first, I didn't like it too much, learning more about the clones, about how they do have separate personalities and stuff, because I know Order 66 happens, and it's going to like <laughs> hurt me in the feels. But it's all really good. It's surprisingly complex for a kid's show. Um, I think it was originally on Cartoon Network. Um, but the way they talk about war, the way they talk about politics, I mean, yeah, some kids, it might brush over their heads, but like watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a lot like what happened here. And that's a lot like that war. And that's a lot like that. And this is that situation. And just, that's just excellent. I, (laughs) so did Clone Wars, the show start before Lucasfilm got bought by Disney? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's why it was on Cartoon Network and not on like. It was actually a theatrical release too. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. At first there was a theatrical release. And then it it became like a TV show. And before that, it was actually like those animated shorts by uh, Gendy Tarkovsky, Mm -hmm. guy that did Samurai Jack. Oh. They were like those, uh, that animation style. They were like really, really short though. They were like two or three minutes at a pop sometimes. Um, so like a full season was like a half an hour. And then you have the live action show, which introduced like a baby Jabba. Yep. I'm guessing they were trying to do the baby Yoda thing back then, but it didn't work because <laughs> this one was annoying. It looked like a little turd. Okay. And, uh, There's more of them too. There's like a bunch in the Hut clan and all of them are really annoying. Yeah. They have names like Stinky and Burpee and things like that, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and then when Ahsoka was first introduced, she was like a really annoying character. Nobody liked her, but she, like she says, like they definitely learned how to write her better um, yeah. as the seasons went along. And she's like a really huge fan favorite now. Yeah. I mean, to the point where they at least included her voice in the movie, the, oh, yeah. the latest movie. I kind of want to see her in the live actions now. Like I'm hoping they can throw her in somewhere because... Um, who's the actress? Uh, Rosario Dawson? Mm-hmm. She's Is the men- voice of Ahsoka? No, she's oh. mentioned that she'd like to be included in some live action version as Ahsoka. Oh. I don't know if that's going to happen. Aren't we like going away from this time period in, if they do more movies? I mean, if she's still alive, she'd be age appropriate for like somewhere in the Mandalorian era. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. So there's possibility there. Um... Now, that's the show that just got a new season, right? It did, and that's why I started watching it. The final season. So, the, final the final season. season. But it was like after a year, year's gap. I yeah. think. A couple years a gap. A couple years. I want to say they said the last episode, season six was 2013. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. So, Rebels was in between then. Yep. Yeah. Is that still going on? I don't think so. Rebels, I think, is just finishing up. It's. I think they just had their last season. I want to say Resistance is too. Which is the latest one. Yeah, nobody liked Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think I heard Rebels is on its last season. And she is in Rebels, too. Ahsoka is also in Re- Rebels. A lot of the same plot lines, like um, the Darth Maul taking over Mandalore and all that stuff carries over to Rebels also. Yeah. So is, uh, is it only on Disney Plus or is it on Adult Swim also? It's No. I'm pretty sure it's only on Disney Plus. From my qu- or, I'm sorry, Cartoon Network, not Adult Swim. I don't know if it's on Adult Swim. <laughs> no, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure the only place you can find it now is Disney+. Plus. I know you used to be able to find it on Netflix. I don't think you can anymore, though. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Clone Wars. I watched... Uh, so, there's a show that I kind of wanted I kind of wanted to watch, but I never got into. Um, uh, I'm glad that I did, but then I'm also upset that I did because... 
CW this past season started up a Nancy Drew show. Oh, why? <laughs> I like I like the, the detective mysteries, and I thought it was going to be more like. But it's CW doing it. Yeah, but I like a lot of the superhero shows that they do. So uh, that's a fault. And I and I used to love Veronica Mars, which was another teenage detective girl. Uh, but this one, Nancy Drew is older. She is just starting college age, and uh, she has moved back to Seahorse Bay. Sishu Bay, something like that. Mm. Anyways, and I was expecting it to be more like mystery, like uh, supernatural things are happening, and she goes to investigate and finds out the real reason, the real science behind it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, kind of the Scooby Doo of like, you know, that's what's going on. No, no, they're going full supernatural. Like, there are ghosts and things are happening and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. For Nancy Drew. For Nancy Drew. Like, uh, that's what I was... They're trying to do the Riverdale it's, thing. Yeah, it's, is yeah. it the same universe as Riverdale? It's not. The, okay. Because they have Katie Kane, Katie Keene. Katie Keene. And also the one on... Sabrina on uh, okay. on Netflix. Those three shows, Riverdale, Sabrina, and Katie Keene are all connected. Okay. But not Nancy Drew. Huh. At least not yet. Nancy Drew is in the same universe as the Hardy Boys. Correct. Oh. The, or at least those books were. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's the disappointing part. The other, I mean, the part that I do enjoy is that it is kind of a crime procedural, but it's a, it relies heavily, more heavily on the overarching story for the season. So that's kind of where I'm at with that show. It could, it could either fall or go higher by the time the season's over. If I keep watching it. (laughs) I did watch the last episode of Green Arrow, or Arrow, though, and uh, it was appropriate. It was appropriate ending, you know, uh, other than the fact that, well, the very, very end, the the thing they do with the Felicity character, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. So, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that wants to watch it. I know nobody here is going to care, but (laughs) maybe someone listening. Well, it's like, Two weeks old now. Okay. So if you were going to watch it, you were going to watch it. It's even on Netflix now. You could have binged the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like, it's... Uh, when you get to the part with Felicity that's set 20 years in the future, Okay, her, all her, bo- her, both of her kids are adults, but her daughter is, like, like 20 years old, and her son is going to be thir- 35, but she's like, no, I'm good. I've lived a good life. It's my turn to go like live with Oliver in the afterlife. And she's not like dying or anything. She just kind of is like, all right, time for me to go. Like she like livingly goes into the afterlife. If that makes any sense, (laughs) knowing that she still has a daughter that's alive and might still need her, you know, mother around kind of thing. Like a grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) So, no. Yeah. It's not well written. No. 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 I. I can't Unless imagine she like a hated mother. her kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. 
Yeah, like, that, no. Presuming she wanted the kids she had, I can't picture a, a mother being like, okay, you're 20, that's old enough for me to... <laughs> to go no. li- I would have liked that, though, if she blew her brains out or something, where it was much more definitive than just, like, trapeze into the afterlife. <laughs> like, incorporeal. Like, no, you gotta commit to that if Does you're gonna do that. she walk through a doorway? <laughs> no, this, it's the, the monitor. He walks up, and he's like, alright, it's your time now. Let's go. And he, she's like, yep, I'm cool. Let's go. And just walks. And then, all of a sudden... They open up a portal. She walks through, closes the portal. She's there. And then Oliver's like, I'm so glad to see you. It's been so long. And she's like, you made the afterlife look like the old office building we used to work in. He's like, it's the first place I saw you. She's like, no, we saw each other on the the other floor. And he's like, no, it's the first place I saw you kind of thing. It's it's like not where we met. And it's a whole, it's a whole weird thing. Spoiler alert. It's actually hell that they're in. (laughs) (laughs) No, because in the crisis on infinite earth crossover, the DC being who they are, the DC TV shows being who they are, had to do the exact same thing that, uh, the Marvel cinematic universe did. And he sacrificed himself to reboot the universe. So their Iron Man did the exact same thing that the other Iron Man did. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I don't watch these shows. Yeah. yeah this is the exact same thing. That's fair. <laughs> it's the drama I don't like. It's CW just, they add in so much drama and it's just, I don't like this drama. No, it, that's... But there is an audience there. and... There, I'm just not the audience. <laughs> I'm there for the comic books. <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> like, I think I watched two seasons of Arrow. And I think the only thing that made me continue watching was all the men are so gorgeous on it. But then <laughs> the drama. And then I was all done. the salmon ladders. And then I think when I thought about watching it again, I heard that Arrow had like a secret son. And I was like, done. <laughs> Too much. That's like General Hospital right there. Like days of our lives. Like done with this. <laughs> days of our lives. Comic book soap super- opera. Yes, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> So, if you want to watch Nancy Drew, it's on CW or on CW website or the CW app. If you want to watch Arrow, you have to go to Netflix now because after the week after they air their last episode of those shows, it goes to Netflix. Cool. Let's get into the sixth episode of The Outsider called... What was it? Did you ever hear with the the, the one, one about the Yiddish vampire? <laughs> Did you hear the one about the Yiddish vampire? <laughs> so you have you have Holly coming in coming into town, even with Okuko throwing all the obstacles in her way to not get there. Her car breaks yeah. down, the bus almost crashes. Uh she almost crashes she the almost bus. Crashes. She almost crashes the bus. The bus. The, you know, the, I don't know if there's anything else, but all those things. She gets to the meeting and she explains to them in the most rational way that she possibly can that this <laughs> might be a demon <laughs> child eater and they all just completely dismiss her. Well, well, no, they don't. Okay. Because the the other PI says, you know, he explains to Howard, the, the attorney, that, you know, sometimes that is possible. And the... That's where the title of the episode comes from. And yeah, the attorney ends with a very bad attorney joke. Um, But then also the uh, CSI, the GBI individual, tells Ralph, Mm -hmm. like, just because we can't explain it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like, we can prove it with science later on once we know what it is that we're 
up against. Yeah. But just because we don't have a current explanation for it doesn't mean that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Jeannie certainly doesn't dismiss it. Jeannie doesn't dismiss it because she she's like met the thing kind yeah. of sold. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the I think I mean obviously the, the show goes goes about it in the way that it does because it it needs us to have that drama. Mm-hmm. But if she would have just came in and just been like, all right, it is a dude that changes that literally can change his face. Maybe he's really good with makeup. Maybe he's you know figured out some kind of technology. Would they have accepted that? No. No. Well, because the DNA aspect of it and like how there was so much of it. Yes, but as people, we will brush away certain things as long as there's something that we could grasp onto. Well, wasn't somebody else like, what if it's a mad... Well, it was before Hodley got in. They were talking about if there was a mad scientist that could yeah. somehow create DNA and create fingerprints. So we were willing. They were willing. They were to willing to go science, science fiction. Exactly. That's what I'm not saying. Fantasy. Not horror fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go Mission Impossible. Like I know. Changing like, out well, the face. But see, and but that was my biggest complaint with Ralph and Howard and um, Glory's reaction. Mm. Glory's reaction, I get. She's emotional. She hasn't been involved. Like that, I probably would have been mad. Yeah. Like. That makes sense. But Howard and Ralph could have at least accepted, okay, I don't believe you that it's a demon, but I'm seeing the connection. So clearly we're looking for the same individual. Something is... Maybe some kind of pattern. Yeah. Mm. We're clearly, you know, okay, you've clearly distinguished that it's a single individual. I don't currently have an answer as to how that one individual is committing all of this. I don't believe it's a demon because I think that's crazy. But, you know don't understand why they couldn't dismiss the El Coco, El, the demon aspect, and still accept the evidence she presented. Yeah. You know who they need to go talk to? Who? Bartender. That lady has <laughs> all the answers. Yeah, she does. I know those are the two episodes that I wasn't here for, but man, did she just have all the right answers at all the right times. Yep. That's what bartenders are for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, did you feel that Maybe they pay, played a little bit too much into the Hispanic Catholic, uh, you know, stereotype with um, the GBI character. A little bit on this one, yeah, because he even did the whole like crucify oh, himself God. thing <laughs> after like oh, cool. yeah they brought it up, <laughs> and that gave me some flashbacks to being a kid. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like. <laughs> You know, the man with the sack is going to take you or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. All those other ones. And, um, but it, it gives it a sort of grounding within the group, I guess. Because, like, right away, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know to say that he was the most open to it, but he definitely was like, yeah, like, you know, this kind of thing would make sense. And I think that's where we kind of started to see everyone else, like, start to maybe soften up a little bit about it. I think I think you, I think you're right. I think uh, it, as us as us as the audience, not so much them as the characters. As soon as he starts to talk to Ralph about, well, you know, certain things do make sense. Like it's okay to have the belief in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Then you see the other characters start. Well, now that that other private detective is like, well, yeah, I've done a lot of studying. These things might not exist, but there's also what if demons were. Passing, being passed off as humans is because we always thought human. There are certain humans with defects were were demons, like kind of thing. And that's like the one thought that like hadn't occurred to him, and he was like, "Huh, well, 
I mean, that opens up a whole other world of possibilities if you start going that route. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, with uh, Holly and Jeannie, yeah, because was it Je- yeah Je- Ralph's wife's Jeannie, right? Yeah, yeah. Holly and Jeannie. Well, Jeannie earlier in the episode had the conversation with uh, Glory and Jessa, and what's the third daughter's name or the uh, the second daughter's name? Um, can't remember off the top of my head. But the dot the because the one dot the youngest daughter Jessa doesn't want to have the conversation directly. She's using her sister to yeah relay the Maya. message Maya, and uh, it's essentially what did the 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 inky man look like in the three different stages? Yeah, because the first time it was kind of my father. The second time it was more what was it more. Gooey, more gooey, yeah. and then the third time was melty face. Melty face and no eyes. And no like, eyes. Where yeah. their eyes should be, it was just two holes. Just two holes. <laughs> and that's not creepy at it's all. Not. Mm. But what I didn't understand was the progression because at <clears throat> the point when the kid who stole the van, his picture has inky face, dude. Like it has the mid transformation kind yeah, of Yeah, he was mid transformation. But shouldn't he have seen the the inky man when he looked like Terry Maitland? Because he said he said he saw him at the park, no? Well when was the van stolen? That's what I can't remember at when the van I'm was guessing stolen the van was stolen in Ohio. Yeah. Cause that because the kid left it in the barbecue place. Yeah, yeah. The parking lot of the barbecue place. But wasn't that like a few months before the murder though? I, or was it? It would have been yeah, because it was in December when they when they visited Terry's father in the hospital, yeah. and also when Hofstetter was f- accused of killing the kid or the girls. I need. I should have written down the timeline that Holly had. Yeah, Andy had that piece I, of paper that had all of that on there. I should have took a screenshot of it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was like losing the. The nurse's face and gaining the Terry one when oh, the van was stolen. Oh, okay. And then he got the Terry face and is losing it. And now currently he's gaining the, I assume, the strip club owner's face right now. So where do you think he actually is? That he's Because we haven't seen that character in a while. Like the last time we saw him was outside the courthouse, I think. When you saw the hood. Unless he was in the waiting room. I think that might have been he him was in the, the waiting room. room. Yeah. Oh, in the in Jeannie's Jeannie's dream, waiting room. Dream, not dream. Oh, I guess that's house. true. Yeah. Um, however, they're gonna explain that because it seems like he was physically there, but then also not physically. Well, there. I think the same the same thing you saw with Jack when he was getting beat up by his mom. Yeah. Like it's it's there, but not there. Like I think he can he can project himself into their mind, but however, but he still leaves the goo still behind. That's a protoplasm. Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. <laughs> we need the Ghostbusters in here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's material or that's neither mi- animal, mineral, or vegetable. And I was like, it's the Major General. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something that, because she mentioned snake skins, and I want to say snakes do have some sort of weird. But I would, I would assume that's, that's been defined that's by science like, by now. Yeah, but maybe they're not looking for. Oh, uh, that's fair. Like, I'm wondering if it's like special to snakes, but. Could be. Um,. <laughs> But yeah, so when Holly sees the the progression line, to her, that's the click. That's like, all right, I figured it out. Like, you're helping me figure it out kind of thing. That's why it takes time. That's why there's such a time gap between the murders. I should mention like 27 days it takes. 27 to, to 28, yeah. 
which I was like, oh, that could be a reference to like Pennywise, twenty-seven years, twenty-seven yeah, days. Stephen King, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then, what do you think that means for Holly? Because where we leave her in the in the episode is not a good place. But what do you think that means for her in figuring the whole thing out? Like, is she gonna? She, does she know to look in town for someone? Or for where the thing is supposed to be changing form. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I think it would be way too easy now. What should happen is Ralph should tell her, you know, because she's going to want to make a connection. It's like, okay, so obviously this guy takes a sample of their DNA somehow. Mm-hmm. We know that from Terry, he took, he got it from a scratch. The others, you know, that's kind of up for debate because, you know, they don't know. And then that's when he could come in and say, oh, well, I think he scratched, uh, Terry scratched uh, the part, the uh, strip owner. Strip owner. Um, and, and there's video of it here. And I was like, okay, we need to, because her whole thing was like, we can't keep going further back. Now we have to move forward because we have enough to try to cut him off at the next you know, time that he tries to do this. And um, I watched these last two episodes back to back because I missed all the last one that we recorded. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, that barn was next to that graveyard this whole time. Like That is crazy. That really, like, clicked right there. And I was like, oh, interesting. So, so like she said, it needs to be near the place where people are going to grieve. Yeah. So, it's still there somewhere. Because I don't think there's been nearly enough death and suffering to its satisfaction, like in some of the other cases. Well, I assume that it was near, it, it was currently at the place that Jack is leaving all the items that he's buying and the the deer that he's killing which seems to be somewhere in the forest yeah it's got to be somewhere away yeah. um also do you think the first time that we saw jack when he was on his hunting trip he was already working for that thing because we did see him leave a deer out there a dead deer out there that time did he leave it or I thought he just left it because he got called into work? I mean, that's what they wanted and us to think that first time. It a long time to skin a deer, but... True. Well, he didn't move it, though. I mean, this other one, he killed it and moved it to this location oh. and then left it there. Okay. That first one, I think it was more just him, the frustration of like, I got to kill, but now I have to leave it here because you know, work is calling. So we saw with the the... If we want to call him Renfield, I, I want to call him that. Sure. The previous Renfield, the one that's that's from the Hofstetter murder. Um, it was his cousin? Or it was his cousin, yeah. Tracy Powell. He was also the boyfriend to the older sister of the two girls that were killed supposedly by Hofstetter. Why do you think El Cuco picks the people they pick as their Renfield? Because why well, I, I bring that up is because they he this time around he picked Jack and even though usually he grabs he feeds off the grief of someone in the family like we know that the the the, the family of the boy that goes killed from mm-hmm. by Terry Maitland uh, has killed themselves already like they're all dead it's from some way or another but the Maitlands are not they are not being in a way that has led to their death Maybe. but. Ralph and his wife are suffering a whole bunch yeah. because it's not only is it terrorizing them, but it's bringing up stuff about their dead son. So Jack would be much closer to Ralph than he would be to the Maitlands. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it too. He picked Jack because of Ralph, not because of 
the other connections. I think he finds Ralph a threat to him or something. Okay. Well, he is a threat. Yeah, to him, he keeps but. telling, or he, he's trying to get him to stop and stuff yeah. like that. I think it was also Holly that mentioned that, um, like some of the other people that were involved, uh, but not directly, um, like somebody made one of the corpses like appear to be comfortable after it was found. Like put a pillow under its head and put a washcloth over its eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentioned that it had to do with the guilt that that person felt over this. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's one of the reasons why he has to have a Renfield is because at the same time, he needs a helper that's more directly involved, but is also going to feel some type of guilt um, or grief as to you know the actions that they're doing. Um, for instance, he had that really adverse reaction to holding his, the other detective's baby. And right. he well, was, I think he's, I mean, okay. yeah. Cause he was like, I don't want anything to happen to it. Like, I just want to be away from it. Um, to, I mean, any other normal person would be like, okay, what's wrong with you? But, you know, it sounds like he's trying to fight against that programming that he's getting. Um, cause we already saw that the, uh, you know, tear drinker, whatever, grief eater, Kuko is potentially like grooming that to be his next victim. He caused the, the detective to have a nightmare that the hooded man was taking the baby, which she almost thought happened for real until we find out that I'm guessing that was the husband. The husband, yeah. Uh, was with the baby outside. But, you know, for like a split second, you're like, holy shit, did they take the baby too now? I mean, I think that was, that's the El Cuco's way of, of making everybody that's trying to be involved in the investigation go away. Like, you get Ralph t- to be visited by his dead son and be like, let me go. So, if he lets go of the the haunting of his son, then he doesn't have this guilt to be like, I need to figure out why Terry Maitland was being set up kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you let, you make Tamika not, or you make Tamika worried about her own new newborn, then she's not going to be involved in it. Jack, they, he already has control over, so you don't have to worry about that one. I, I wonder if he's gone after, He's the El Cugo's going after Howie, the the attorney, and we just haven't seen it. I don't think so. There hasn't been anything to indicate that, um, other than just him approaching things from you know a logical standpoint, right? Um, but yeah, that being said, like all those people after that meeting, which led to one of the I think best moments of the show so far. Which moment was that? Which is when uh, Ralph gets into the car and he was like, well, that was a complete shit show. <laughs> and she was in the backseat, Holly. He yeah, he didn't realize that Holly had gotten in the backseat. Oh, that was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. She's like, so. I, I can just go get a hotel. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Wouldn't hear of it. <laughs> like in two, true Southern hospitality manner. <laughs> wouldn't hear of it. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Um, but yeah, and then that led to the whole sequence of, you know, finding out that there is some kind of DNA or some type of residue at the place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, did you pre- know you could do that to your phone? No, I was going to say, oh, like, how accurate do you suppose I need to that test that out, too. Oh, is it blue and then red I, I don't, on I, tape? You know, I think it's on scotch tape, and it was definitely markers, which the first thing I said was, because she goes, uh, there's some markers in, in Derek's room. I was like, oh, those are definitely dry, dried out by now, right? No, I don't know. I don't. The, the I don't. kid had Mozart posters. I don't know who this child is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying he's been dead for a while. Wouldn't markers have dry, dried if out? If you like, keep the caps on, I, I think they don't. They, they don't, don't dry. dry out unless you take the caps off. It's 
Maybe I just took off all the caps on my lunch when I was a kid. (laughs) You also aren't supposed to suck on them. That's the only way you can get them to work sometimes. (laughs) Oh, God. But yes, uh, I didn't know that that trick would work. Uh, We did find out about residue on on the table, that it leaves behind a residue. So that's definitely something you can look for. Um, But I think one of the biggest things was that the, the whole... Ralph and uh, Glory interaction of uh, she's finally starting to doubt. Like, if oh, there's yeah. no way to explain that it wasn't Terry, then it has to be Terry. Like, it's the that's simplest it. thing. Oh, Kuko's gonna come for her next now. <laughs> that's what exactly I was thinking. Is now that she's doubting it, that that's his way in. Like, that's his way to come come maybe, get her. Maybe her older daughter saved her in the end, though. <laughs> I, don't, I really liked that. That was probably one of my favorite scenes was after she had piled all of Terry's stuff in the hall and then later on she finds her older daughter like folding it and just like the look that her daughter gave her was like, really? How, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I can do your job for you. <laughs> just like, dang. Well, maybe it was just me, but I thought that they were going to imply that she found something. Oh, the daughter? No, the mom. The mom. Oh, that when she was looking through all the stuff? Yeah, when she was just like upturning everything. And she, cause she started going down that thing. Like, you know, you're together with someone for years. And it's like you become one person, but you still hold things back that, you know, you don't let the other person know. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And that, you know, the conversation obviously took the different turn that we're talking about now. But yeah. I was expecting it fully to be like, like I found a stash of like really, really weird porn or something. <laughs> like just something that would give her like, an idea that well maybe he was potentially but it just it was just her own doubt yeah like in general there was no piece of evidence that made her think that uh i did like ralph's retort of if i've come across a case where i haven't uncovered the truth yet it's only because i haven't uncovered the truth yet it's not there's no big mystery there's no big like That's such a detective thing to say yeah. <laughs> like especially in the show where we're trying to very much believe in the supernatural we're trying to believe that there's some demon there and you got this guy coming in and being like nope there's always a way to to uh to determine that determine demons it. are real dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean that is what is gonna have to happen so right it's gonna have to happen yeah. so this is basically a really long x-files episode kind of it really is yeah very much so um, the the whole boils on the back of Jack's neck went away at one point. Yeah, like it seemed like stuff was turning around for him. Now, why do you think El Cuco allowed that to happen? Because he didn't do anything. Well, because he said that he would be his little spy. I think. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, I'll chill it down as long as you do more things for me. Like, <laughs> But then, he didn't. <laughs> then he, he man. He when Holly saw those, failed. like that was like the last thirty seconds of that episode. But man, that was so tense. Did she know to drop? Did she purposely drop the the wipes to uh, look at the back of his neck? Do you think, or do you think that just was happenstance? I think it's happenstance. It might have been happenstance. Oh, yeah. but it because at that point she doesn't really know what the boils meant. Only that she saw them on the back of the body of uh what was his name terrence tracy tracy um she was like huh that's weird and then she saw them on him so now she sees that there's a connection that this is probably some way that the helper um you know is marked or yeah it goes into them or something or 
how he controls them. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's right below like the center hub of your brain where all the important aspects of your brain is. So all the control aspects of your brain is like right, right, right there. So, so the, definitely it the makes re- sense that it would be like the spinal cord or something with a rash on it. So maybe that's the stabbing thing is stabbing into your brain. Oh yeah. Most likely. Yeah, mo- definitely. <laughs> so if they can figure out a way to, uh, make it so that Holly can get away. Do you guys want that to happen or would you rather see, see Holly bite it? I want her to die. No, no, she's going to get away. Uh-uh. She's a character that's in other Stephen King novels. So I feel like that's what I was away. thinking too. I was like, she can't die because he uses her in other stuff. Plus she has her prince. So <laughs> who said another princely line? This one too. What, what did he say? He said like, can I tell you a truth or can I tell you something <laughs> truthful? What I've been thinking about you all day. And I was like, Oh God. Uh, no, I think he said, can I tell you something corny? No, I, no it was truthful. So I remember truthful. it was something oh, with truth. I, maybe I, I wanted like, to hear corny. <laughs> it, well, it was corny. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk about Andy then. What, what information did he pass along to her this episode? The relation with, uh, Terry. Tracy? Tracy. Yeah, Tracy's relationship <laughs> with the nurse. Yeah. With Hofstetter. The, with Hofstetter, yeah. So, how is it that you... Okay, I guess... I like how his letterhead also says, like, mall security on it. <laughs> uh, I mean, how, how important is it that he is back there finding these things? Like, how important is it? Is it more important to the story? Is it more important to the character of Holly that she has this... That this character is, is a character? I feel like it's more important to the character of Holly. Okay. Because she, I mean, she does act very, I guess, more strange than normal around him. I don't know if it's more strange or not, but. I don't know if it's more strange or more herself. More herself. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because, I mean, it'll be like, well, the interaction was, uh, yeah, I have to get up really early tomorrow, so that might not be a good idea. And the next thing you know is, well, can you just lay down next to me? It's like. All right, I don't quite know what's going on here. <laughs> Especially, I assume Andy also thinks it's the same mixed thing. signals for sure. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't want a relationship. Do, she, no, she doesn't want a physical relationship at the moment. I don't. I she, think they had sex though. Yeah, when? I think that was heavily implied that that because he's naked in the bed when he wakes up, and only one bed is. Oh, did I totally miss? Oh, I, I must have slept through that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah. missed that then yeah no well, no then, yeah because she, she says yeah just just lay in the bed next to me but yeah the ne- they, next but, morning implies that oh, they okay. had sex oh i totally missed that okay never mind then so i mean <laughs> i think that's kind of why he was like i've been thinking about you okay <laughs> in yeah, the phone call now that makes more sense why you said such a corny line okay <laughs> i miss that um well i mean the whole thing started before then he was like oh i happen to be in your bar down in the lounge of your hotel right mm-hmm. and she was like no I, I can't really do that i have to get up early do you want to come up and i was like wait so okay and then you know they have their drinks and he starts to get a little kind of close to her and she was like no i don't like i'm, I'm not I, I didn't mean to give you that impression he was like oh okay and this but i mean can we just lay together i was like all right so like the whole time i'm thinking like andy is like 
yeah dude i'm right there with you i don't know what she wants <laughs> like that she like it's going one way but saying the other it's like I, it's confusing but now, this was a thing from the last episode though and i didn't get to talk to you guys about it but what was on that yellow piece of paper that he found it was a timeline it was the timeline yeah, yeah. okay but what is it that he found so intriguing about it because he wouldn't go he went to go investigate some stuff on his own after that point I think maybe he just found it, saw that she was putting pieces together and, you know, another mind on the same clue can mm. give you more points of view of it, so. Plus, I think he just wants to help and be involved with however he can, even if it's minimal. So, do you think in a true Prince Charming way, he's going to come save her from Jake or Jack? No, I don't I don't Jake. think he's going to be the the savior. I think he's just the one she could possibly be more her awkward self with yeah <laughs> i think rolf's gonna be the one to okay yeah uh so also in uh speaking of the scratches so we thought that ter- when the el Google was looking like terry that he scratched the strip club owner yeah but now he literally got cut and he's bleeding on his shirt do you think that has anything to do with anything I mean, this definitely means something. It's probably going to put his DNA, you know, in one place mm-hmm. while something else is happening somewhere else, like an hour away. Like, usually seems to be the case. So then... So you think that El Coco is murdering someone right now? Um, I think it's going to be implied that it's the death of either Jack or... I think Jack is going to, like, resist and El Coco is just going to kill him instead or cause him to kill himself somehow. Um, which would be what places him like in the different area, or have him beat himself up with an image of his who mother. Was, that? was it his mother? I, I think think it was supposed to be his mother. mother. Yeah, that was where I lost. He was like, interest. "Mom, you're dead." Well, he said. <laughs> it was funny is because what I heard and what I read on the closed captionings were two completely different things. I heard a ma, and what the closed caption said, uh, um, like is what it said. And I was like, "Wait, which one was it?" kind of thing but i definitely isn't it's to me it seemed like it was implied that it was his mother yeah it was like he had a a very like inferiority like it looks like it was an abusive relationship with his mother yeah she also looked like she was in wwe (laughs) (laughs) she would fly across the room that took me i literally laughed i laughed when she jumped i was like what is this she lunged like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yes. It's exactly, it was yeah. the cheesiest thing. I was like, oh, you had me. And then you do that jump thing. And I'm like, oh, we're that supernatural. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing is that when it happened for me, it reminded me very much so of the new It movies. Like wow. it moved like the Pennywise when it, Pennywise is impersonating things, especially the old woman in the, the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, very to, unnaturalistic. Yeah. yeah. It's for someone that age. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, do you think, so do you think that there was some type of actual manifestation in the room beating him up or is it like his body taking those blows? It's both. Cause it's, it's kind of like Jeannie's dream. It like the manifestation is in his mind, but what happens to him is actually happening right. to his body. Like a, it looked like he was being dragged throughout the house because the way that you see the handprints, mm-hmm. it's like on the sides of the door frames. Yeah, where it's like it's like, but he's Something, pulling him right into like a different location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like it has to be a little. It's got to be a little bit of both. Yeah, maybe it's like a like you were saying, like ectoplasm, like mm-hmm. when he's 
kind of affecting the physical plane, then there's probably going to be a little bit of that left behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he wasn't actually in there physically. It actually makes me think of the, oh, what's that movie? Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Because that demon you never actually saw. Right. But it was kind of sort of hinted that the people that were on the cameras could see that demon. Right. Because they were connected to right. it. Right. So okay. it's, it's like that, like anybody else wouldn't be able to see it, but the person that is infected by it can. And see, what I was thinking was like, did either one of you ever see that, uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose, I think is what it's yeah. called. Mm, a while so in that one, you know, when the science side of the movie is trying to explain it, that the, the whole cracking of the back thing, it was like, it's her muscles. She's having a seizure and her muscles are seizing up and causing her to do that. So like, that's what I was trying to think is like, is the thing affecting his brain to the point where it's making his muscles seize up so that it feels like he's being punched or kicked or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that would be one way to explain it. Okay. And especially since you, I mean, you're, um, when you, when you're dreaming, you're paralyzed Mm -hmm. because, because you, you're like, you're physically doing all those things. Your brain just cuts off the connection so that you don't actually do them. That's what Don't jump out of bed. Yeah. That's what sleepwalking comes into is there's like a failure in that system. And then when you wake up and you're still paralyzed, a sleep paralysis because your brain hasn't connected to the point that you're awake. Yeah. That can also happen to the opposite effect of it. So it could be also something along the lines of that is like you're in your dream feeling like you're getting punched and then your body is like, I just got punched. I'm going to contract or something. Right. So it could be something like that. Okay. So <laughs> going back to the, 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 the strip bar owner, I still don't know. No, I don't remember his name. I, I know his real name. The actor's name is Patty, Patty Constantine, but I can't think of his, uh, uh, the character's name. Do you need his name? <laughs> I well, that's what it, uh, Claude Bolton is. That the, the strip <laughs> owner's name? name? <laughs> Sounds like a strip club owner name. Claude. Uh, which was weird. Also, that I thought the bouncer pulling him off of the fight, being like, "You need to get out of here." Like it's, you know, you're on parole. It's just like, shouldn't you have been doing your job? <laughs> like, why are you pulling me off? You should have pulled them off. Um, who was it that followed him in the car? I forgot. That was the GBI guy. The So um, why is he following the strip club owner? Well, because he knows that he got cut. So he's following Ralph's... Uh, hunch. Hunch. Yeah. Well, Be- putting the Holly also, Hunch and the Ralph Hunch together. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one that, you know, crossed himself for the Okuko thing. So right. he actually believes That's it. That's true. So, um, so maybe he's doing the right thing, which seems weird because he seems like such an odd side character. To take such a forward role? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know that guy's name. His name is Eunice Sablo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because he says something. He have a He has a nickname. <laughs> like, I remember Ralph calling him something. Maybe it's just like you or something. Or, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. Great. Uh, okay, so where is it that you think that uh he's going to follow him too do you think he's going to be part of the alibi like he's going to be like well i watched him i I literally followed him Mm -hmm. as his killing was happening yeah i think so yeah okay and that's because you know somebody that's more open to the idea now uh, than the other group is gonna probably give it more credence to be like like no yeah like i saw this with my own eyes like i followed him it wasn't him in spite of all the, you know, whatever DNA evidence is available. Also, if they if they do 
managed to capture or kill a Kuko or whatever, is there is there going to be any way of exonerating Terry Maitland? Uh, well, I mean, the case is closed, so. Mm, I, yeah, but he I, never also he never also got his day in court. Like people think of Terry Maitland killing that kid. I mean, they could just do like a real like puff press piece where they say, "Oh, you know, we found evidence indicating that this person was going around and be like planting DNA, DNA and you know that kind of thing." Be like the Watchmen kind of thing. Yeah, where they the can Rorschach's just, journal. Yeah. Oh, so okay. <laughs> Something along the lines. That's this interesting. Is, this is the truth, but only so many people believe it. All right. Uh, cool. Where do you think it's going from here? I think it's, what, two more episodes? Seven and eight? Yeah. Yeah. So? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really intrigued for where it's going to go, for sure. Um, but I can't even begin to guess, because like, it's actually been so good. Um, I know the next episode is called In the Pines, In the Pines. Is it twice? In yes. The, it's, the, the episode's so in good the they had to pines? name it twice? Yes. Okay. Exactly <laughs> right. And oh, actually, it's, uh, I think it's 10 episodes, actually. Oh, so we got. Oh, Lord, there's no. We no, got four more episodes of the show. Because <laughs> then we have Foxhead, Tigers and Bears, and then Must slash Can't. Oh, my. Wow. Tigers and Bears, oh, my. <laughs> so that's oh, interesting. God. Yeah, that's uh, we still got a ways to go. That's apparently. a lot. That is a lot more than I thought there would be. Do you think this is a one season show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's two shows in a row from from HBO. It's just one season. But I mean, if they're that good, I mean, we don't want to have like a true detective situation mm-hmm. where like the first one is outstanding and the second one is subpar. I like the second true detective mm-hmm. better. Uh, it doesn't have no Alexander Dario. It- <laughs> well, yeah. But True Detective is someone that like rotates cast and situations. And right. Like, it was supposed so- to be an anthology. Okay. I mean, that does kind of sort of is. Yeah. Like if it's an anthology, one then- season show ish. Yeah. Just follow like a different monster mystery. I guess the and following. Stephen King has five million. <laughs> Like, the books that this is based off of, is it actually called The Outsider? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked it up. Actually, didn't come out that long ago. That makes like sense. 2000 something. It's so. probably one of the books that he ghost wrote with cocaine. <sighs> no, that was the 80s. Oh. <laughs> Did he give up on that now? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and now, unless he's microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing homeopathic cocaine. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Then with four episodes left, I, I thought next episode would be the pen ultimate or whatever. Uh, I think that we have a lot of sh- of story left, and that's that yeah. actually is kind of odd because um, if we're at the point where Holly is facing off at least against a Renfield, Jake, like where does that leave? I'm not, yeah, Holly. Where does that leave? You know, happens after this episode? Is she going to get captured? She might actually have to die. I don't think she's she's got too much plot armor. I think. Yeah. Where do you think she fits into the bigger version of Stephen King's universe? Is she like part of the Dark Tower stuff? Like she's some type of seer? Is she? I don't know. Well, she's definitely the bridge between the like normal and the abnormal. She was only in one other novel, if I remember correctly. Is it Mister Mercedes? Because he she apparently the characters on that show. Uh, yeah, played by like a completely different actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and but white. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, it's multiverse. The Bill Hodges trilogy. Oh. 
is the other thing she's in. Whatever those three books are. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think she's she's gonna function as that kind of like Fox Mulder character, uh, the one that believes. Yeah, well, but I don't yeah, think she, I don't she, I don't feel like she believed before this. Like I think it's just things kept popping up in her purview that she had to start believing. Well, it's uh, I I think well. I guess she does have she, that dialogue where she's like, I have to believe in God because why else would I be like this kind of thing, right? Sort of, but it, it's more than that because she, I mean, she knows that she herself would qualify almost within the supernatural realm. Uh, you know, like they did all those tests on her and they can never figure out what it was. She knows all these things that she should logically have no reason to know. Like she knows the height of the skyscrapers but can't tell you how tall she is. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's just like all this ridiculous, like her, the way the way her brain works is just like she's like the next evolution of mankind, basically. You know? <laughs> she's, she's, she's out there for sure. Um, so she's essentially one of these things that the 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 grief eater technically fall under as well like there's just this unclassified spectrum i mean think of it like uh unbreakable right this is probably like a supernaturalish version of unbreakable here where we find out that you know like exactly like what samuel L. jackson's character was it mr glass says oh all of these things are based on you know like your ancient heroes and all these superpowers that they're reported to have have just been continuations of the same thing that's always been around they just get exaggerated i think that's going to be the same thing here except for things like the boogeyman and you know the baba yaga and uh, the yorona and all that stuff is you know time echoes ectoplasmic entities apparitions um all of that. She's she's gonna be like the the gateway for that. Okay. Any last thoughts from either one of you? So if you have any <laughs> other thoughts on this show, uh, and you'd like to get at, get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. John, where can people find you online? I am usually at Magic Bollocks on Twitter. And Jessica. I'm on Twitter as J.M. Bailey writes. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, GeekEliteMedia.com. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.